you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. The Around the NFL Podcast. Learned everything it knows from Mr. F. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Good to have the team back together. Wes, how was Cincy? It was good. It was, it was a great time. Got in Friday night. Went from the airport to hang out with my softball buddies, hung out for a while, then met with my family, brothers, mom, everything on Saturday, and then met up with my brothers and a, and a really good friend on Sunday again. So mm. Good times. Have, the, have that Skyline Chili? I did not have Skyline Chili. I did have La Rosa's Pizza, though. Five five wrestling boys in one place or six? Uh, there were five of us in one place, and then the next day mm. uh, a different one came. A lot of wrestlings. Yeah. What was the – we were guessing on the over-under beers drank. 43 and a half. Where did we finish? I thought it was 34 and a half. 43. Moved it up. You did? I thought it was 43. Did I say 34? I feel like I would have really undersold you. I was told on the uh, Saturday afternoon I got several texts. From oh, it was. You know what? Because it was three days, so I figured out if you had like a 10 a day, 34 and a half. That's what it was. I arrived a, a little late Saturday to the festivities, and I got several tests asking, texts asking if I had – uh, too much white Zinfandel. I didn't know where that came from. <laughs> I bet well, you no. Guess. That, <laughs> Look that's your, cousin on that, that one. is your new drink, according to one conversation that I believe we had at one point. Mm, interesting. You had a private conversation where you talked about your love of sugary wine drinks. I've never been a big sugary wine drinker. I didn't think so. No. I Checks think- out for me. <laughs> uh, I didn't count. I think that's probably in the neighborhood. Um the, the, see, the tricky part gets to be a lot of these beers are like 22 ounces. So mm. I count doubles on those. Yeah, oh, then that's it's well over. <laughs> hey, made us proud. And, you know, we worried that maybe Sydney wasn't going to make it make it back. Uh, not Sydney, excuse me. Colleen wasn't going to make it back alive. <laughs> Don't project. From Friday. Wow. 
Um, They're all but, the same to Dan. What? Women? Yeah, the women. Wow, Craig. Podcast. Women are actually no. There's no. It's easy to tell woman woman from the next, just like a it's man. A joke. It was a joke. See, it's a very harsh accusation. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I never thought you were in any danger, despite how much alcohol you were gonna imbibe, and despite you and the brothers getting into some Dukes of Hazard stuff. I knew you would come back safe because <laughs> you always do. Yeah, I mean, there's a question that I ask myself every time I come back from Tybee or Cincinnati: Is it worth it to? really rage that hard for a few days my body doesn't function right for another week afterwards you're getting a little older i know i'm getting a little older you know it's like either on one hand you think you're some aging like duplicate of archer from the cartoon or you're just some pathetic loser so Mm. you have to justify it somehow so we're still in the window where you're not functioning correctly physically or mentally that's that's correct we have we have a new um softball season Wes, starting next week will your body and mind be right for that it will. I have chosen to kind of um, not stress out about softball until I actually see who's going to be out there and what night we're playing. But as you can attest, there are some issues that we have to get through. Oh, Strike yeah. three, you're out. <laughs> we're working on it all. Strike! And when we do figure it all out. Strike three, you're out. <laughs> That's all we got? I thought there was another one. There is, but I'm in Mad Dash. I love Canadian baseball players and umpires, I guess is what they are. Anyway. Good to have you back, Wes. Good to be back. And the Shield does def- begin their defense of their uh, 2016 uh, Los Angeles County Championship next week. So very exciting times inside the building. But we have a lot to get to today on the Around the NFL podcast, a show. Oh, what doesn't the show have? We have a lot of news to get to. We have a special guest. Uh, we are going to um, break down. I need a little help. Need a little help with the gray beards this year. Um, I have a general, my San Diego gray beards, uh, free agents that are not attached to a team. Um, I have a, a basic roster, but I have some holes, and I, I figure I could lean on you guys to help me fill in the fill in the dots, f- fill in the blanks, <laughs> something like that. I've been preparing for sure. the, this role our whole life to be an assistant. GMs to a meaningful football team. Well, Mark's the GM uh, or has some capacity of the shield, so this is nothing new to you. You're you're in the front office as as things stand. Yeah, I mean the GM thing last year. I recommended eight players, none of them were brought aboard, <laughs> so I considered it a bit by the end. And at this point, I am just a viewer. I will go and view the game. Oh, you've resigned in uh, front office capacity. I mean, I'm. It, it, I'm doing no less as a GM by doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll work that out, too. A lot a lot to work out. Um, so, yeah, a lot to get to. Great show. Very exciting. Did I mention a special guest? Special yes. guest on the way. But before we do that, let's hit some news. Sid? 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne. <laughs> Was that Wes? Uh, that Saturday night? <laughs> It wasn't far. The great Orson Welles. I, I seek out that on YouTube. Uh, Mark and I were having a nice time on Friday afternoon at the office playing that at a, lo- a loud volume. I'm sure it didn't annoy anyone. No, people thought those guys are working hard as always <laughs> right over there in the corner. Um, all right. Let's start with a little Tony Romo talk. Tony Romo is still on the Cowboys. Guys, uh, it's almost April. Tony Romo is not on, on the Texans. He's not on the Broncos. He's still technically – a member of the Cowboys in the most literal uh, form, a sense. And, and guess what? We don't know if he's going to even play football. 
we got to factor that in more seriously now. According to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, both CBS and Fox have expressed interest in hiring the quarterback as a football analyst for next season, and he is, according to Rap Sheet, mulling offers for both of them. Romo, who turns 37 next week, obviously a body that's very beat up. Uh, he is obviously the best option on the open market, one albeit with a ton of risk for whoever would invest in him. Uh, but the idea of a TV job is, Greg, uh, a really uh, – it seems like a realistic possibility here. And then one other note from Jane Slater here at NFL Network. Uh, she reported uh, on Tuesday that Tony Romo has taken the situation very personally in Dallas and has distanced himself from teammates and coach who were, quote, Team Dak per source. So w- let's start there. How do you, what do you make of that? I – think that's natural you run a team you if you feel like it's your team especially I'm the Dallas Cowboys quarterback you're gonna take things personally it's something that I think will be figured out over time I'm sure he's still close with with many of the people the the key thing to me is that Jerry Jones is not on team Dak I mean he's on team Cowboys but he and Tony Romo are tight and that's the key part of this story that that Tony Romo and Jerry Jones visited this week, and Jerry Jones said they're going to be visiting again soon. So there's no animosity there, and that to me says a lot. That says to me Tony Romo is fine with being in career purgatory right now as he figures some things out. The, the fact that he's talking to Jerry Jones regularly. Has it occurred to you that maybe Jerry Jones is doing Tony Romo a favor? Keeping the, keeping the, the spotlight off him a little bit? from the Texans or the Broncos or anyone else while he decides whether he wants to be in TV or on the football field. It reminds me, uh, 1997, Boomer Esiason comes back to the Bengals after four years away with the Jets and Cardinals, plays the best ball of his career for about a month and a half, posts a 107 passer rating. Bengals want him to be the quarterback, and Mike Brown advises him to take the Monday night football offer. He never plays another down of football again. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think when all this initially was happening last season, Romo never would have predicted that one year later he might be broadcasting games from the booth. But in a way, unless he's really in love with one of these other options, unless he's burning to go do this, these offers don't always come around. This is a great opportunity. And really, you look at, for instance, he knows Troy Aikman. You look at what happens to Troy Aikman's post-playing career. It's an unbelievable run up in the booth. I don't. I, I think that it's give Romo time to decide what he wants. And all these people saying, what about the Cowboys treating Romo as a favored son and letting him go do what he wants, release him? Well, they've given him hundred, millions upon millions of dollars. They've treated him very well. I think they're in constant communication. They're probably fine. Uh, moving on, gentlemen. Uh, we talked about it uh, in some previous podcasts, but the rule changes at the NFL owners' meetings we talked about was proposed. Now we have... Uh, a better idea. In fact, we know what passed and what didn't. Here's something that's out. I'm bummed about this one. No longer, guys, can you leap over the line on a field goal or extra point attempt to block a kick. It used to be if you could clear both lines without touching anyone, it was fair game for a block. They decided, and there was Bruce Arians was vocal about this, that that was uh, putting uh, people in danger, specifically the snapper on the play. So now you cannot do the leap anymore. Seattle uh, weeps there. Uh, another rule, rule that passed automatic ejections now for uh, egregious shots to the head. 
I think that's in line with the increased safety uh, measures the league's taken in the last five years or so. And then centralized replay. No more under the hood. Say goodbye to going under the hood because now everything goes through uh, Dean Blandino at the home office and the NFL on Park Avenue, and it's a good time to be Dean, who is feeling himself right now. And I got, actually, I reached out to Dean Blandino. Didn't think he would get back to me, uh, but he did. I said, Dean, your thoughts on this new measure that gives you a little more power here. Hmm. You ask me if I have a God complex? Let me tell you something. I am God. A little surprising that, that he took it in that direction. Pointed comment. Yeah, but big big day for Dino. Yeah, I I think that's a good idea. It struck me a couple of years ago. Why haven't they already done this? But uh, if you're not, I mean, my only take on the NFL's rules is if you're not going to fix the catch rule, I mean, at least to make the game go faster. Well, I think that's the biggest significant change. These, these were low wattage rules changes that aren't going to impact a ton. Even even the defenseless player thing where they reject them, that's just like an emphasis. They already could do that. They're just saying, start doing it a little more. Right. Uh, the Blandino thing is significant because I think you get more consistency. The fact that they're deciding now all replays, even if he's right or wrong, you would think that they're going to have more consistency of like, this is what we're doing. Because instead of having all the different referees deciding, you're having one person decide. And it saves time. That's the biggest thing here is that you're not walking across. They think they can save like 30 seconds per review. You're going to have the official just look at it. The game is what I heard. Yeah. Official look at a a tablet. And that is huge to just save a little time from that. Hold on. What happens when there's like seven, one o'clock games exploding? Yeah. I thought about that. There's three or four repeat, you know, reviews going on at at the one moment. What a Dean Blandino has to run around the the control center, the nerve center, like making quick decisions on this, this, and this. I mean, it's got to have a vice president, right? Yeah, Alberto yeah. Riveron. But, but then it's but then it's not just Dean, Dean Blandino. He needs a consigliere, is what he needs. But I think yeah, one, Riveron. I would Riveron. I would think that if uh, if if they broke it down, and I'm sure they did all that, that probably doesn't happen too often when there's more than, you know, two, three. I think your scenario was like six different. Uh, well, I'm just saying, no, if there were seven know, games happening at the same time and there were three review right. scenarios, like the end of one, the beginning of another, saying, oh, we're going to clip three minutes off a game. Let's find out. I mean, it's by the way, sounds like a kind of a stressful job. I hope they're right. paying him some money. I mean, it's a, I'm a little sure crazy. I'm not worried about I, that. I've seen Dino walking around in Super Bowl week. He, he's got a nice wardrobe. I'm sure they're treating him well. Uh, let's be honest, though. And I don't want to denigrate what they do over there. It's not the hardest job, typically. Sometimes there's a crazy play where it's like, uh, and they talk themselves into things being more difficult than they are with a catch rule. But usually it's like, oh, was his knee down? No. Is the ball out? All right. Let's move on. Next. Bang. bang. I'd bang it out immediately. Hey, that, guys. Reach out to <laughs> me. not like he's jackhammering concrete in the Georgia sun. I mean, let's calm down. No, that's the thing. Is It's going to save time on the 75% of them that are pretty clear cut. That's where it would drive you crazy as a fan when it was so obvious and then you'd wait two minutes just sitting around. And I am bummed. I am bummed that did not pass. I don't think it came particularly close. The Redskin proposal to place the ball at the 20-yard line. They had to withdraw it. Puts it through the uprights on a kickoff. Oh, that. Son of a. What happened to multiple helmets and color schemes? That's gone. No, I thought you were going to say the Redskins proposal uh, to opt out of color rush. They had to withdraw that. That didn't even get to the That was senseless. That didn't get to the I'm pro color rush. You know what that was? Oh, that's right. You liked it. That was the NFL dropping the iron fist on the Redskins and being like, get get that out of our Good face. luck, Joan of Arc. Siding with big football. Is that what you're doing, Mark? 
I like Color Rush because by the time it's November and you're watching two terrible teams play each other, spice it up a little bit. They tabled the uh, <laughs> the overtime shortening, too, for now. All right, that's fine. I have a proposal to that. get rid of Color Rush and replace it with throwback uniforms on Thursday. Oh, I like that, too. That's a great I idea. love that, too. I that's, would sign off on that. All I'm saying is not, just not the same thing again. Uh, moving on. You know, when we had our uh, You're the GM segment a couple of weeks back, I believe Richard Sherman came up. He and, did. And uh, with that in mind, speaking at the annual league meeting on Tuesday in Phoenix, Seattle general manager John Schneider did not rule out a move involving Richard Sherman going to another team via trade. Here's what Schneider had to say. I mean, we'll listen. Was he wearing a shirt during this? No one knows. We listen to like everything you would think. We're in a lot of stuff. We try to pride ourselves on that. I think I told you guys before we walk away from 98% of the deals that we're involved with or talking about, but at least we know that we've knocked down their door. We've gone in there and checked it out. We're not just going to assume. We, we always just have to be constantly thinking about the organization and how we're going to move forward. Wes, you're seeing through this, right? He is not answering the question in that way unless there's a little fire to go with the smoke. I think it's more like if you want him, come knock our socks off and he's available. But we're not going to actively trade him. And Pete Carroll said, I don't see anything happening at all. Well, but what's – I guess what's the difference? So Ian reported Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. Who's John Gonzalez, though? Uh, <laughs> Connie Fox's husband. Oh, mm. okay, thanks. Good. Ian reported that the Patriots did call about him before they signed Stephon Gilmore. These – this interest does not happen in a vacuum. Teams find out that that he's possibly available. They put it out there that he's possibly available. Talking about it publicly, I think, to, to your point, Wes, says, you know, that he could be available. If you asked about Russell Wilson, they would say that would never happen. I think if you asked about Richard Sherman two years ago, you would say that would never happen. The most interesting parts of, of what Carroll said on Wednesday to me was talking about what Richard went through last year. He said what Richard went through a lot last year. Most of it was self-inflicted. I know that there's been a lot of issues and stuff. I'm anxious to see him handle everything and do well and represent himself and teammates in great fashion. You know, inherently he's saying he didn't handle himself too well before. Richard Sherman was also asked about it earlier this week on ESPN and said, I laugh it off. It's funny to me. Sometimes you need to... People need to see you gone before you realize what you had and before you realize what you had. And so I think there's there's something here that these two, whether it's Carol and Sherman who went after it a couple times last year, they're not seen quite eye to eye. And if they could get a, a genuine offer for him, maybe, maybe they would take it. Greg's sniffing it out over there. I agree. That's well said. Uh, moving on. Robert Kraft also was in attendance at the owners' meetings and Tom Brady – and how much longer he tends to play uh, in the NFL came up as it always does now. In the past, you've heard Brady talk about he's playing till he's he wants to play till he's fifty, till he's forty-five, just playing into his forties. He's going to turn forty in August. Uh, now, Kraft is giving a window uh, into Brady's future. Here it is. As recently as two, three days ago, he assured me. He assured me even. We need a little throne of ease for this. Sid. Oh my God. As recently as two or three days ago, he assured me he's willing to play six, seven more years. At the level he performed, there's no one who would be happier than I am in our fan base. When you think about it, there's one player at the age of 40 who had one good year. Favre with the Vikings. I think Tommy sustained excellence 
is just unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it certainly is, Mark. Do you buy it, Mark? Do you? Let's cut through all the the BS here. How many more years? All kidding aside, how many more years do you think the Patriots can get out of Brady if you if you really had to get this right? I would put it at five because here's the thing: I when other players say. I'm going to continue on for this much longer. Or coaches say it about a player. A lot of it's hot air or it's hope. But with Brady, he's done about as much up to this point as you could imagine a player doing at this age and is all in on his health, his wellness, and breaking new ground in terms of keeping his body healthy at this age. Now, if he can't do it, I can't pick another player that would. I remember about... Four or five years ago, Peyton Manning, when he was still an MVP candidate or maybe even the MVP, was on the Bill Simmons show. Uh, and Bill Simmons asked him, how long do you think the like longest tenured NFL quarterback could play at a high level? And he said 42 years old. And he had a really specific reasons for it. That's about when Brett Favre fell off the map at 42. I think Brady is totally in a different category, and I think he's elevated – the wellness and the fitness part of it, as Mark said, to a, to a new level that other quarterbacks and other NFL players haven't reached. And I think, if we're being honest, I think mid-40s is realistic. I, there's, I mean, I, mid-40s as Tom Brady now. Or do you think he's kind of a lesser player? History tells, us, history tells us that established quarterbacks do not gradually decline. The fall off is sudden. I mean, yeah, I'll say probably the obvious point is that no one has any clue. And if he played one more season, that wouldn't be a total stunner. He's obviously, like any player at his age, one injury, you know, way that he that you could do nothing to prevent uh, in terms of training, like a broken leg or whatever, like away from reconsidering arm he, trouble, you know, where where he's at in life. And I, I do think, you know, saying six, seven years, who knows? May, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can't. There's absolutely no way to know. But it does feel a little bit like, man, if I, if you were Tom Brady right now, wouldn't you be feeling like you can do absolutely anything? I mean, they just won two out of three Super Bowls when he's 37 and 39. So he thinks he's superhuman. And maybe he is superhuman. Or maybe, like, in two years, he has declined well, significantly. That wouldn't shock me at all. It's not just based like, off of what we did that he thinks he's superhuman. I think he's fully, fully, completely bought into the principles that he's using. And I don't understand. He's motivated. Right, but, I don't but if they were going 9-7, and seven, no, one would care, no one would care about his health. It's noteworthy. It's, that- it's the fact that he's good. It's the fact that he's at the top of the game sure, but, winning. But we're, we all, we all that, that's the base. We get that he's good. But it's, we're asking him to continue to be Tom Brady, not just be on the field. Right. And I, and I think we're saying that Tom Brady's not going to hang around in the NFL as a beyond-the-pale unserviceable player. He has too much pride to do that. We're talking about how long can he be a good quarterback. I think, honestly, he's recreating the way that players eat, the way that they keep their bodies intact, and I don't understand why more quarterbacks don't follow suit. One thing we know about aging and declining players is as the season goes along, November, December, January, their production tails off. And it's noteworthy that he said in each of the last few years, at the end of the season, his body feels as fresh as it did in week one, and much fresher than it did 10 years ago. He was on a ski hill six days after the Super Bowl saying right. he felt better than ever. He, and, and you know what? Maybe it, it's hot air, but I don't think No, it I think like it's all true. I just think when you're throwing six, seven years around, it's like here's what's going to be the Patriots in six, seven years. 
almost no one that's on the team now will even be on the team in six or seven years. It's so far in the future. It's just kind of like throwing numbers out there. I, I don't think the borderline offseason trope that this time of year. Totally a trope. Tom Brady's got another five to ten years left. I'm I'm thinking as someone who has a team team in the division, it's going to be a couple more years, I think, where he's Tom Brady. I, I now after what we saw last year, but I we'll see. He could do all the eating habits and all the workout habits, but to your point, Greg, one shot to the shoulder, one well, that's leg gets fate. caught underneath it. Right, but that's and, that's and I'm not rooting or for it's, that, or it's the it's offensive just, line it and the players around him. Like if he was if he played in this playoffs, like he did in the 2012 playoffs, or you know after the 2011 season, like we would be talking differently about him. Like careers have ups and downs. In and, terms of performance and the improved. people around it. Yeah, he's better he's now than better, he was. And he's but in wh- the right era. It's not just the fitness yep. and the wellness. You're not allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore. He's in the right and era. One last thing. Watch out for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if the Patriots do intend to hold on to him and Brady declines a little bit, they might – it's not crazy to think that they can make a decision and then kind of force Brady's hand. I wouldn't be shocked if he retired in two years. I, I mean, it could happen. He's He's 40. No, and there's been there was some talk. I mean, if he won another Super Bowl, for all the things that he said, you know, maybe then he would. I mean, who knows what what he could. Uh, let's move on to a quarterback that will not be playing in the NFL into his 40s. Brock Osweiler, uh, Rick Smith. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Rick Smith, uh, the general manager of the Texans, was able to trade Osweiler to the Browns. They had to give up a second round pick to do it. And now McNair, uh, speaking to the Houston Chronicle at the annual league meeting, had this to say about that trade. It was a shocker to me, McNair said. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that Rick was able to pull it off. Greg, your thoughts about that line? I think a lot of people saw this quote around the NFL and thought, Man, Rick Smith has Bob McNair under his thumb. He has somehow convinced them that, you know, McNair, that, that Rick Smith, first of all, the the trade very well, if not probably, wasn't his idea in the first place. And then B, big deal. You He's getting all the credit for getting rid of Osweiler and almost none of the punishment for signing him in the first place. I think it really speaks to how close – Rick Smith and McNair are that I wouldn't, if I had to guess who's going to last longer in Houston, Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith. And there have been reports. Those two don't see eye to eye. I'd stick with Rick Smith. Mm. It's, Count- like, it's like McNair. I don't know. The Counterpoint. Whole thing. Counterpoint. It was the owner uh, that came out after Hoyer's meltdown in the playoffs the year before that said, this is not going to work. I need another option at quarterback kind of forced the GM's hand. I still believe in my heart of hearts that uh, Smith maybe got Osweiler pushed into his lap a little bit and felt like he had to make that move. And maybe this is the owner, like, in, a, in his own way being like, hey, it was my mistake. Smith did a great job bailing us out here. That's another way to look at it. Sure, and McNair kind of buried Osweiler indirectly in these quotes too by saying, you know, well, we didn't get a chance to meet him. That's one. It's something you talked about, Dan, on this show. Unreal. It's like it's one of the casualties of free agency in these days. You know, we didn't really get a chance to know what Brock was like. He said that a few times. Like, so once you did, then you realized he's he's a turd. I dispute it from a for. from a business angle. You're an owner of an NFL team. You've been in business successfully for decades. You care about value. You care about investment. And you, whether it was Rick Smith or whoever. The Houston Texans made a very bad investment. 
Rick Smith helped, no matter what happened before, helped reverse a lot of that Absolutely. and get a lot of money back into the owner's hands. That's how you make businessmen happy. Movie. Well, by, by making him pay millions and millions of dollars – but yes, I get it. The latest chapter. Yeah, I'm not yeah. that saying the entire yeah. thing. The latest chapter. He's sure. happy today. If it's the full review of Rick Smith, maybe they're a little bit off base on that. In other quarterback talk, team president of the Washington Redskins, Bruce Allen, uh, had an interview with 980 AM in Washington, and he emphasized that the organization has reached a, quote, 100% consensus about the desire to sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term contract. You uh, like that? You like that? I know Sydney likes it. Not wrong. I'm down back there, Sid. I mean, here's the thing. Guy's married. He's releasing viral videos of uh, announcing that he's having a boy. Hands off, Sydney. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing about that whole situation. I feel like Kirk was set as like the example (laughs) of what I want. (laughs) Okay. I just want to make that clear. I'm not creeping in on a married man. Mm. Okay, just it's good. You don't want to get that. You don't want that scarlet letter. Yeah, thank you. You know, pinned to to your blouse. Bruce Allen added that the Redskins have had some quote very good discussions with Cousins this camp, but acknowledged these deals are often delayed until closer to the deadline, July 15th, for franchise players to reach new agreements. Wes Allen finished. It'll take some time. We've obviously proposed, and we want a long-term marriage with him. Read into it, baby. Bruce Allen loves that marriage line. He uses it all the time. Um, I, I know Redskins fans don't believe much of what Bruce Allen says anymore. This is a bit of a shift, though. Some would say it's a major shift. And reports were that maybe Bruce Allen was the one holding up actually signing Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal when Scott McLuhan wanted to do it a year and a half or two years ago. So this is a shift that if there's 100% consensus that now we want him on a long-term deal – And the other major part of this was he was asked about would it be a failure? Would it be a worst-case scenario if the Redskins actually had to use the franchise tag for a third year and pay pay Kirk Cousins about $80 million for three years? And Bruce Allen says, really, we have him under contract for this year, and we view it as an option for next year, a $34.5 million option. Mm. What an option. That's where the Redskins are at quarterback right now. It doesn't look like he's – they don't view him as a guy who's automatically going to end up with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco anymore. Hmm. I don't know, guys. I don't know if the Redskins are making good decisions right now. I don't know if they're <laughs> going to get this one right, ultimately. Yeah, I I appreciate what he said. I'm also spending the next month or two just not listening to the Redskins. Okay. If not the next year or two. It's, it's fair. It's a fair stance on your point. More annual league meeting stuff. Saints coach Sean Payton said the team would not sign Patriots corner Malcolm Butler to an offer sheet that would give up the number 11 pick. Payton said, currently, it's my understanding that he hasn't signed his tender. We can sign him to an offer sheet, but I don't think we're going to do that and give up the 11th pick. In fact, I know we won't do that. So it is what it is right now. Greg, this seems to be going back to um, what you hypothesized a couple of weeks back that he might just end up still in New England this season, and then who knows after that. $3.91 million is a great bargain for the Patriots. It's also, you know, I think, what, quadruple the amount of money, if not quintuple the amount of money he's made in his career to this point. If the Patriots and the Saints can't figure out the terms, and they're struggling to, and they kind of need a deadline, which to me is either the day he needs to sign that tender by, which is – I think April 21st, or it's the draft. 
it doesn't surprise me that this is going to go up until the draft, that they're kind of just negotiating publicly. So I don't know how this is going to go, but it would be great to have Malcolm Butler try to win the Super Bowl. Try to have the best team you can possibly have this year. I mean, if you have... Not that they couldn't win it without him necessarily, but right. why not? If they, if they really if they're going all in, if you have Butler there, and then you're also going to have Garoppolo as the Brady insurance, I mean, Vegas is going to take him off the board. I mean, the Patriots will be such an overwhelming fa- uh, favorite to me. And I don't, even Greg, I know you don't like to look at things that way, uh, but – Who's who's going to be a bigger favorite than the Patriots if all these things fall into place for them? I I agree, and yet I think the most overwhelming favorite in the NFL would never have a greater than fifty fifty chance to win the Super Bowl. So you can say they're they're a favorite compared to other teams, but you would always t- I'd always take the field. I mean, so many things can happen in football. Not to mention it's a single elimination. Like yes, you can maybe pencil them in to be one of the final eight teams with a, a home game. It'd be surprising if you didn't have that, but that doesn't, doesn't mean you win the Super Bowl. It's just, it's just off-season chatter. I mean, right. we saw two years ago, look at the tool attrition takes. One week, one week you lose Edelman, the next week you right. lose Amendola, you lose Deion Lewis, you lose Gronk, all in successive weeks, and then you lose half the offensive line, and now you're talking about a team that materially is so much worse than it was a month ago. I'm trying to think who have been the biggest um, – Favorite. I know. I'm trying entering to... uh, 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 the next a new season. I would and look it... back at some of those old Niners teams with Montana, like the well, '89 about... Niners rolled in and they absolutely delivered, I think... unstoppable. Absolutely, I think those Niners teams. But even more recently, maybe the 2008 Pats would probably be up there when they came up 18 and one. The 2005 Pats after their back-to-back titles. Uh, but beyond that, non-Patriots related, it might yeah, might have to go back to the Cowboys, maybe in the but 90s. But the, the one thing, the Cowboys always had. The next version of the Niners team is battling, and the NFC That's was true. loaded back then. That's you true, have to yeah. look for when, like the AFC right now, and I know Greg doesn't like this theory, but beyond maybe one or two other teams in the AFC, the Patriots, again, just from where we stand today, if everything stands as pat, they roll right into the playoffs, and they roll probably right into the Super Bowl. There aren't two or three dynasty-type teams in the AFC out there to challenge them. Not saying things can't happen, but in terms of creating a favorite – the AFC is barren of other teams to challenge them. Speaking of Sean Payton, he had this to say at uh, at the breakfast uh, when someone asked what he liked about new guard Larry Warford. He's got ass and mass. We have a saying, ass and mass, kick ass. That, Mark, you had a similar saying when you were a single man in the mid-aughts on the bar scene. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I was. Yes, I'll go along with this. <laughs> Yes, I did. But man, you just tap me on the shoulder and go, "Yo, bro, ass and mass up in this piece." <laughs> oh, I suddenly had a, a Massachusetts slash some sort of New York accent to go uh, along you're with. You're from that. Connecticut, so you could go in both directions. Yes, you know. Yep. All Used right. to run. Does anyone else think Sean Payton's starting to lose it? <laughs> like he's turning into a cartoon villain every year. I mean, what's going on here? He was always a villain. Now it's more cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, on the end around, I. I Post, pose the idea that instead of the do your job banner at the practice facility with Sean Payton's head, just his head and then ass and mass <laughs> staring down at the people. <laughs> Motivation. I All like right. That. That's what's happening in the news. All right. Promise the special guest. So we do around here. We make promises and we deliver under promise over deliver. I, I always say that to Greg. I say, Greg, now that you're out of the management game, um, next time you go in, that's the type of philosophy you want to put out there. So what happened, Greg? We underpromised. He said, "Oh, we might have somebody." 
But we we said we are going to have somebody. Yeah, we might have somebody, but we didn't say who. We didn't we didn't really. True. It wasn't on, on the marquee. But now it's time to over deliver, <laughs> because on the line right now. Look at them in and that troll straight hurting. Oh yeah. YouTube searching, Instagram lurking, Instagram lurking. Hey, hey, stop them bars because on the line, I think from North Dakota is the legend. The wondrous Lil Debbie. Oh my God, I love that intro. That was the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast, Deb. How is hey, everything? Thanks for having. Good, good. I'm just out here on the road in the middle of nowhere, living life. How is the middle of nowhere? Um, amazing. She likes it. She's not actually. Lil Debbie's on the Cakes by the Pound tour, and according to the itinerary, and again, you can confirm this, uh, you are right now preparing for a show tonight in North Dakota at the Aquarium. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. I know. It's a, it's a good name. I love that name. That I wish it was really at the Aquarium. Oh, <laughs> so not a real aquarium. I mean, your, your title of the tour, Cakes by the Pound, love it. Uh, I feel like... I feel like when you're in the Dakotas, you would need you would need a lot of cakes by the pound. You know what I'm saying to stay entertained. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, for the whole tour, I've needed cakes by the pound. So you know, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been interesting, and uh, I'm just thankful to get to visit like America and just get to see it all. Are you like rolling through towns on a like a tour bus, staying in like ramshackle no. hotels? No, I'm a cheap, cheap woman. I'm out here in like an SUV, just pushing it. I, you have an SUV, but then there's an 18-wheeler behind you with all the cakes. That's how I picture it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Now, if you're a fan of the Around the NFL podcast, you no doubt remember Lil Debbie, who is, you know, one of the best rappers in the game. We love her. She's the official rapper of the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> uh, a hip-hop dynamo who, um, from uh, Northern California, and uh, when we were talking about the team of around the NFL uh, last summer and just talking about football, little Debbie was, was kind enough to come into the studio and we talked, we talked cakes, but we also talked the Raiders and that's why we have yeah. little Debbie on the line right now. Cause you, we know you're busy little Debbie, but I'm sure you heard the news that the Raiders are leaving Oakland. Your takeaways. Yeah, they are. They're leaving Oakland and, uh, I'm I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. Yeah, I mean, last time we saw you, I believe, Mark, that Lil Debbie was wearing her Khalil Mack jersey. Yeah, and you, I mean, I would imagine that you are a friend of Las Vegas in the general sense, but, I mean, <laughs> you think about how Oakland is, San Francisco kind of thumbs its nose down at Oakland up in the Bay Area. To lose the Raiders and then to lose them to Las Vegas are your emotions in a jumble. <laughs> they are. I mean... I mean, I'm just kind of like, I'm still shocked. And um, I just feel like, you know, they might get in a lot of trouble out there. I don't think they're going to stay, stay very, like, stay long out there. I think they're going to maybe go out there for a couple years and then, and then kind of just say F that and come back, honestly. Whoa. Wow. That is, is that breaking news from <laughs> Lil Debbie that I, the Raiders will only know. be in Vegas for a brief amount wanna, of time? I don't want to, like, offend anybody. I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody, but. I think that's what kind of sports is all about, offending people. And, uh, you know, I'm all for offending people. But I just feel like, 
yo, we can't lose the Raiders, man. Like, what? Like, what? Like, what? All the tailgating, all the partying, all the going hard, and now and now they're going to go to Vegas? Like, I feel like I'm being abandoned by my mother. Hmm. Like, you know the connection. What is the connection like in Oakland and with the Raiders? Like, Because people think, okay, Raider Nation, they're going to travel. They'll be fine somewhere else. But, but what, what, is, what is it like being a Raiders fan up there? I mean, we go hard. We go really hard. We turn up. We turn out. <laughs> we come through and we support. So, I mean, everybody loves Vegas. I love Vegas. It's a great place. You know, a lot of fun is had there. But I feel like a lot of people that work and, you know, are based out in the Bay are going to feel some type of way naturally. You know what I'm saying? And they might not be able to make it to every game that they used to make it to when it was at home in our in our city. Well, let's – I mean, and let's cut through this now because you're, you're hoping or at least um, theorizing that it would be possible that they go to Vegas and come back. But the, the hard truth, and we could give this info as uh, we follow the, the game closely in the business of the game, they're building a stadium out there in Vegas, a brand new stadium. And this is the real deal. It is very likely that they're going to be in Vegas for a long time. And they'll, Hey, but what's wrong with our stadium? Well, it's kind of, I mean, uh, well, the <laughs> consensus of the public is that it's a dump. Uh, and, <laughs> and the whole reason they're moving is because they couldn't build a new one. Have you been to uh, the Oakland stadium they currently play in? I haven't been in like the last year because they live I just like fix it up. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm just over here giving my two cents. But <laughs> I do believe that they will come back, whether there's a new stadium or not. And that's what I'm going to roll with. So, are, you, are you still a Raiders fan? Yeah, I mean, I am. I can't I can't just like I'm not going to give up on them like that. You know what I'm saying? People got to do what they got to do. Um, so if so, you're like, in Vegas. Really fall- if you're in Vegas and you're playing a few years from now, you're in Vegas and you're playing the MGM Grand or something. You're really blowing up, and the Raiders are in town. You're okay going to the the stadium in Vegas, or would that feel a little weird for you? I mean, really dope to see a lot of like Oakland fans from Oakland in Vegas supporting the Raiders. I think that's what they they will need. Um, and I would mm. definitely love to go to a game just to see what it looks like because if our stadium is trash, I want to see what they got going on. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> see what they're building. See that? Well, this is interesting. So Lil Debbie is of the contingent of Raiders fans that disappointed in leaving Oakland when that happens, whether it's 2019 or 2020. But doesn't mean she's leaving the Raiders as her favorite team. So I guess we were all very – you came to our mind immediately – uh, we wanted to know where you come came down, and you've made yourself very clear, as always, Lil Debbie. Yeah, you know me. So, <laughs> you know me with them opinions. <laughs> and again, you know, if you want to check out Lil Debbie on the Cakes by the Pound tour, check out her website, uh, Little Debbie, LilDebbie.net. You can hit her up on Twitter, at L1LDebbie. What else do we need to know about you? Like, what's going on? Um, I just dropped a new EP March 3rd with uh, uh, the Barong family, which is a whole bunch of dope producers from mm. Amsterdam. And I do have an album coming out in May. So oh. that's exciting. Wow. Wow, you're really prolific. You just released an album last year. You doing like a one a year thing? 
Yeah, you know, it's 2017. I got to put in that work. Everybody's putting in work. If I don't do it, somebody else is. And I can't let anybody else do it. All right, now here's your chance before before we uh, we let you go to really badmouth someone else in the game. Just really go after them. We've got a big audience here. Start a little beef. This, that will help with record sales. It will, it will, it no doubt would raise your profile. Uh, take somebody down in a big spot right now. <laughs> Wait, you want me to talk trash about somebody? Yeah, bury somebody. Please do. Anybody. Could be your Anybody. own, like, cousin. I don't, I don't know. It could be someone on this show. Yeah. Could be Beyonce. I Just go know. for it. I love all of you, so I can't talk any crap about you guys. Yeah, don't do that. That's a bad know. idea. Nobody's Greg. on my shit list right now, so. Uh, How about this? I have a bo- We have a boss, Chris and I, named David Ely. Could you talk a little trash about him? Tell him to get his act together, please. Please. Get your act together, bro. You're trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Little Debbie, you are the greatest, and uh, thank you for checking in. The official uh, rapper. Uh, saying rapper, it doesn't sound cool. At least coming out of my mouth. Songstress. Songstress? Oh, yeah. Hip-hop siren? I, love, I know. <laughs> Yo, I love this. The names are great. I love this. Official hip-hop queen. Um, yeah, that's the best one, actually. All right, little Debbie. Thank you very much. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope I see you guys soon. Yeah, we got to get we'll you back in again. the studio when you're back from your big tour. Yeah, when I come back from tour, I'm going to be all up in that NFL offices, all right? <laughs> Warn them. <laughs> Let them know. We will. There she goes. Lil Debbie, cakes by the pound. Oh, oh, Let man. the NFL know they're due to have another hot box situation in the parking lot. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> we love little Debbie. All right, so we got her. It was good. I'm happy because I was nervous. That it was going to be a situation where she was going to be brokenhearted and downtrodden, but I also it also kind of feels like Deb's got so much stuff going on. Like she's. I don't think that. she's like yeah. tethered entirely mm. to the Oakland Raiders. It's funny while while we were talking to her, an email jumped into my Gmail from the Oakland Raiders. Here is the headline: Secure your Las Vegas stadium deposit. Don't think so. <laughs> Why are you sending that to me? Yeah, how did you end up on that? I don't know. Raiders got to calm down a little bit too. I mean they. They said, I, for the most part, I thought ownership said the right things and all that. Uh, but then they, the team website released a story that then they tweeted out from their Twitter handle, like reaction to the big move. And then it was just a story, just all positive tweets about how exciting this is and how this is a whole new era. It's like, guys, we get it. You're, you're on PR point right now. But let's not hide this. Let's not bury the lead in a big spot. It's a bad day. It's a I'm bad day for little Debbie. It's a bad day for uh, us. Bad day for David Ely. Found out he's trash. Wow! From uh, Little Debbie. At least, at least he's got a new ringtone. That should be it. <laughs> just her just saying that. <laughs> it's true. He loves it. Please. All right. See, under promise, over deliver. Greg. That's how you do it. I think I told you that once. Good business lessons being handed back to Greg after he initially <laughs> told that to you. I don't think you ever said that to me. Um. All right. Now, let's talk a little Greybeards, the San Diego Greybeards. No big... (laughs) This is the San Diego Greybeards music? (laughs) You said regal. This This, this is is pretty regal. This is kind of genteel. What time does Wimbledon start this morning? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're a classy outfit. We're We're like the Maras. Uh, the New York Giants. Uh, you know, we're highly respected in league circles because we do things the right way. And that's why we were the St. Louis Greybeards. 
Uh, and we're sorry, people of St. Louis, but uh, when San Diego lost their team, we deemed that even worse. So we it's graybeard territory. Yeah, we hopped down uh, to San Diego, and now that's where we're doing our business. So if you're unaware of what the Graybeards are, it's a team. All right, I put together the best remaining free agents, put together an entire roster of the best remaining free agents out there. And this year is a, a little more fun than past years because there's a lot of juicy names out there. A little bit more than the last couple of years, mm. for sure. And I had some positions kind of figured out, and uh, I'm going to write about this later in the week. But then I said, you know, I got some heroes that I can lean on here uh, if we just go down the roster and, and uh, figure out uh, how to build this team, build a champion. I'm looking to build a team that if you actually put them on the field, win about four games. That, I mean, games. that's a good challenge, and it's possible if you pick the right players yeah. here, I think. So better than the Jets. Yeah, that, that's a good <laughs> season. That's, for, that's for fine the, with me. I don't want, it's like I, a George, late period George, George Allen Redskins type team. Mm, mm. Um, That'd be the Browns winning three more games. Um, so there's a <laughs> – It's not like the Browns did something hard last year. <laughs> um, so there's this crusty old um, URL on our website at this point. It was great uh, for a while there, NFL.com's – Top 101, but now it's kind of been devastated by just the ravages of time, much like Tom Brady soon. So a lot of people may not be hitting it anymore, but I'm still hitting it because there's still value to get here when I see who's still on the market. So I've gone to NFL.com slash top free agents. I've looked at free agents by position, and let's start at the quarterback position. I need a starter and at least one backup, maybe two, because these are veterans again. Most of these guys are going to be north of 30 years old, hence the Graybeard's uh, name. And uh, right now I have it at starting Jay Cutler, backup RG3, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick first got to get the phone call. I mean, I would have Ryan Fitzpatrick over RG3. I mean, I would not have RG3. Near I had a traumatic season with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick last year with my real team. I understand. That, that Everyone's had is. traumatic seasons with RG3. Right. I, I feel like RG3 should not be near anyone's roster. I could come up with – five to ten quarterbacks I'd rather have, including one which seems obvious, um, getting a lot of attention. The Graybeards are looking for some buzz. Give Colin Kaepernick a chance. Certainly outplayed RG3 last year. Are you You blackballing him? (laughs) You know what? And and maybe this is just because he's not viewed as just a guy in a roster. Uh, He's a whole thing. Well, he's not even on our list here. Well, why not? Yeah, I mean, he, he lost that, the job to crazy. another free agent, Blaine Gabbert. I'd go right here, you know. You okay. Sort by position yeah. and do all okay. sorts of things. Uh, good right. point by Mark. What was that, Mark? Sorry. I mean, we're talking about Colin Kaepernick, who lost his job to Blaine Gabbert, who I think outplayed Colin Kaepernick. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he might put some. Not last year. I mean, he came back. He wasn't healthy. Ended up taking the job. He kept it for 11 games. You got Matt Barkley yeah, on a trash uh, team. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, Colin Kaepernick wouldn't be a bad second I'll guy. I'll tell you what. You know what? Uh, Matt McGloin. No, Matt McGloin's not going to make this team. I like Cutler because he's just fun. I think Ka- Kaepernick is going to give us the publicity we need. Uh, might put some meat in the seats. Yeah. Which is always good down there in San Diego. So let's go with that. Let's go with Cutler and Kaepernick as my one, two. Um, Wes, do you approve of this? And I'll, and with Fitzy, with the first call. Chase Montana's still out there, isn't he? No, he got signed today by the Saints. Oh, did he? Cutler-Kaepernick is a better combination than more than a few teams in the league have right now. 
It is funny that the Jets are t- have been tied or actually employed all these guys. What a mess. Our backfield is loaded. All right, our backfield is Someone give Matt McGloin a job. Well, it won't be me. Here we go. You ready? Adrian Peterson. Come on down. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to? This, this is a playoff team. 2015 wanna, rushing leader, Adrian Peterson. How about you want a nice one-two punch? Jamal Charles, get healthy. I'm Third down back, Jamal Charles. I got a tremendous, tremendous mm. um, uh, medical team. Who are two players overrated on our top 101 list? Not at all. Your two it's, running backs. It's not, it's not whether the NFL teams, which are sheep, uh, all stand in line and have the same position on him. It's what they do during the 2017 season, Greg Rosenthal. And thank you, Wes. And also, like when we had Arian Foster ranks really high. I need to have a thumper in there, a guy just in case I run into injury issues with these two older. So what am I going to get? I'm going to get the guy who had 18 touchdowns last year, yeah. Garrett Blunt. Come join me. Oh, yeah. Peterson Charles Blunt. That's the best running back core I've ever had in this exercise. Is this being done earlier than in years past? I feel like this was in the dead of summer one year. No, I published it a year ago yesterday, last year. Interesting. It's usually right around the beginning of April, end of March. All right, fullback, I don't even have to go around. John Kuhn's on the market, I believe. Do we even use a fullback? He is not. He's signed another one-year oh, deal did he? with the Saints. Son of a Tough man. news, but there's other guys out there. All right, who else is I out there? I don't think you need a fullback. Jerome Felton. Zach Line. Yeah, boy. How about Marcel Reese? Few off the field issues, but it's okay. Oh, no fullback. I think you just want right. to go heavy on wide receivers. Some fullback. All right, we're not going to do. We're going to do the Chan Gailey offense. Uh, no fullback necessary. <laughs> Tight end optional. Let's go with wide receivers now. And this, to me, is is a, is a group. This is where I have my speed problems really start to haunt me. I want to get Anton Baldwin <laughs> in the building. Uh, as my number one, and feel like he's been on the Greybeards before. He might have been. He's a mainstay. He doesn't sign until training camp. <laughs> uh, Anquan Bolden. Uh, how about Mikey Floyd? I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's a little Wait, speed. There's some speed, but you have to looking at this list. You got to get him. I got to. Doesn't matter I what happens. Take. I mean, he's got a lot of issues off the field, but I have a great. I have a great team, uh, guys that uh, that work as tutors, former players, uh, some people in the ministry. They will talk to my guys and send the right messages mm. to them about how to live All right. uh, and, and, and thrive both on the field and, and importantly off. That's that's why we have this theme music. Who is your your director? Of, oh. What was that? Right? I was say, who's your director of player development to do this? My director of player development um, <laughs> is Mark Sassel. <laughs> he's got plenty of time now that he's not the softball GM. Mark wears a yeah. lot of hats around here. Uh, how about a little? Better pay well. This is <laughs> pays fabulously. This, we're, this they are the gray beards. Vincent Jackson, a little off the grid. I like he, it. He literally has a gray beard. <laughs> Vincent Jackson. <laughs> well, you need one of those guys. Did Jeremy Curley resign? He did. He is yeah. back. Yeah. What about uh, Andrew Hawkins? Hawk. There you go, Hawk. Baby Hawk. Who else? In the slot. Former reality star. We got a better slot option. Fourth and long. Well, Qu- Anquan Bolden's a slot. That's true. Well, I was going to put him on the outside, actually. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to let him fly on the outside. <laughs> no. yeah. How about double slot receivers? I mean, you're going to have to get I bet everybody in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> Just crowd all, that middle. All Rod Streeter. All right, we'll put Hawkey in there. Uh, I mean, I think that's enough receivers. It's, that's four. Yeah, four. Yeah. I like Floyd. An actual I, NFL good, roster would have more, but that's good fine. Good bargain. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, Larry Donnell. Does anybody get excited about that position? I mean, this is, I'm not going to lean. Maybe blocking guys are better. I don't want to be. I don't want to get you too excited, but I believe Cumbie's out there. Oh no, I have him. 
Oh, you he's have locked in. Yeah, <laughs> he's signed to a long-term contract. I'm right there. I I had him as my number two tight end. Jeff Cumberland, of course, uh, lifetime deal. Lifetime deal. Jeff favorites. Cumberland, one of my favorite players on the Jets during the uh, the 2000 early 2010s, blew out his Achilles last year in San Diego. But again, we have a great, great, great health and fitness team. How about Jim Dre? We bought Tom Brady's t- cookbook, actually. We, we shelled it out. Oh, it's available all of a sudden. That's, that's why you haven't been able to get it off yeah. back order. We, uh, we reached out to yeah. Don Yee, and uh, he hooked us up. <laughs> this is helping somebody. Um, so everybody cool with Jeff Cumberland as being our number one tight end? Again, this offense is, is a Chan Gailey offense. He is our offensive Yeah, I think you want to put four receivers on the field and a running back really get creative and just say these tight ends are just in case. All right. Yep. Now, this is where I start to need some of your help. Let's take a look at this line. You know, one guy that's always seems to be on the gray beards this time of year is my lockdown left tackle, former first pick, <laughs> Jake Long. <laughs> you got you got to build a statue to him outside your stadium. <laughs> Jake's always there in, in April and uh you know, he's got a nice name brand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to throw Gosner Cherilis on the other side of the line. Yeah, oh, put Cherilis there on the right side. I think we got on you. For, Speaking uh, of statues, you're going to need Gus Derchelli <laughs> You're going to need to sign more than two quarterbacks. Um, these linemen that are available. Wait, uh, you know your, your your term you like to throw around, Wes, like trust the game, not the name? Yeah. We're the other way around. Yeah, you got to trust yeah. the name. Yeah. <laughs> get, the, get the people in the building. So God, Charles. <laughs> I like that you're going with God. Yeah. You ask me if I have a God complex? Let me tell you something. I am God. All right. So, <clears throat> God, Charles, Jake Long, interior alignment. Ooh, Nick Mangold. Oh, Mangold center. stands out. Oh, here's the strength of your team. You've got the running game and the interior line. In, in addition to Mangold, at, at guard, you've got Jari Evans. Ooh. Multiple pro bowler who had a kind of a rejuvenation year last year. Ass and gas. And a starting guard from the Super Bowl Falcons, Chris Chester. All right. Thank you, Wes. You are solid on the interior. Does anybody uh, have any issues? And Nick Mangold's like a classic glue guy. Like he's a guy that's going to maybe he's getting a little older. He's 33 now, but he's a guy that will command respect in that locker room because I need that. These guys are going to go out to get, you know, out to dinner together. Really a lot of bonding time. I feel like uh, Sebastian Vollmer, maybe you could get him out of out of those videos he was making. Mm, Seabass. Good he could be my media. swing. He could be my swing tackle. Swing tackle. Yeah. Good buzz. International. He gets Henry Hodgson on board. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hank. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Henry, Check a few boxes Hank. there. Check some boxes because we we actually we do a great job with our overseas stuff. But since we're in San Diego, most of our overseas work is with Japan. This will help us uh, in Germany. The other sea. Yeah, the other yeah. sea. Good. The Baltic. The Baltic Sea. <laughs> this, why does it feel like this is how like Trump came up with his cabinet? Like, <laughs> him and three of his bu- like golf buddies. All right, so that is my line. Let's go to the defensive line. I got on the outside. What do I got? Oh, I got Vince a Wolfert. Fourth, doing a four-three here, running three-four. Uh, I th- it's it's going to be kind of a hybrid. <laughs> it's going to have to be always a hybrid. Vince is going to be a space eater in the middle. Uh, Dwight Freeney on the outside. There you go. Uh, and um, you got Mario Williams. Mario Williams. Doomerville. Is there Elvis in the Elvis is in the building. <laughs> How about Paul Kruger? Has anyone done that? <laughs> Kruger. Eh, nah. He's got that brown stink on him. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty low moment for Paul Kruger. Things change quickly. Then he went the to the Saints, an even worse defense. So and Derek Marks. Senderic 
Marks. Greg Hardy? No. No. He gone. I think we discussed that last year. We just, Again, this organization, we're classy, and we would not do that. Don't forget about Jonathan Hankins still out there. Mm. Hank Thank Bomb, you. a little young for the Greybeards. I mean, he's 25 years old. We it's got a, Michael Floyd. Yeah, it's okay to have a couple of young guys. It, you don't have to be 30. On average, it usually breaks down to the ages around 31, 32. Um, all right, any other interior linemen jump out to you? Not especially. good on the interior. Okay. How about the linebacker position? Uh, maybe uh, we need somebody on, in the middle. DeAndre Levy. When the Levy breaks, watch <laughs> out. Is he healthy? Who cares? Well, yes, he played, he play, later. He, he I, played to end last cares, year. I've so heard that, of him. That's something. Zach Brown. Oh, Zach Brown. Zach Brown band. Has Roe McLean been on your graybeards a few times? No. I think he was uh, uh, under contract the last couple of years, potentially. I can't remember, but. How about DeQuell Jackson, no friend of the Patriots? DeQuell Jackson. Not young either. Age ain't, age ain't nothing but a number. DeQuell Jackson. Another man, I believe, with a li- like a, literally a gray beard. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, Roman Harper's on the team. Well, yeah, there there is <laughs> there is the gray beard right there. Uh, other safeties. There's some good safeties. Deshaun Goldson. Is he still active in the league? Well, He's still there. you know who's available. Who? I mean, one of the legends of the Around the League podcast, former number one player on the top 101 free agents list, Jairus Bird. Jairus Bird. Jairus. That's right. Bird. Very exciting. That's a big get. That's a big get. I had him locked in there. I love that. Uh, how about Duke Iannaccio? Did he catch on anywhere? No, I think it's been a while. <laughs> what what about TJ McDonald? Yeah, TJ McDonald. TJ in the mix. I'm, I'm a little surprised TJ McDonald. I'm very surprised TJ McDonald's not on the team. We had him in, in our top 20. Last year I had long snapper Brett Good, a uh, big-time glue guy, but I think he caught on somewhere. So I'm in the market for a long snapper if anybody's got one that is not currently employed. Anybody? Long snapper? Not at the top of the mind at the moment. Okay. Get back, Get back to, to me on that. Kicker Dan Carpenter. It's your only option. He's <laughs> my guy. Uh, maybe um, there is some room, potentially roster space, for uh, the youngest graybeard ever, Roberto Aguayo, but that's not for a few months. Yep. Uh, for now, Dan Carpenter will be my kicker. Uh, punter. Why have you skipped cornerbacks? Oh, excuse me. Thank you, Wes. Of course, we have Darrell Rivas. Rivas Island is reopening. In San Diego. Uh, how about Sam Shields? Hey. How about Alteron Werner? Alteron Werner, awesome option. Leotis McKelvin? I remember this being a particular uh, trouble spot on my team last year. Uh, I mean, another home run for the podcast, Brandon Flowers. Ooh. Oh. You want to make flowers today? What a team this is going to be. <laughs> Half you know, of like your- Vince Wilfork, he's considering retirement. Yeah, half of well, unlike, it, until unlike his Vince, comes up. Yeah, unlike Vince, he's, he has serious concussion issues. Sam not, Shields, too. Half of your cornerbacks have concussion. Not something you, you know. <laughs> we have a great uh, – You want to be understanding. Head doctors. Head <laughs> doctors. <laughs> That's we're some of the best in the business. Uh, by the way, our cornerbacks last year, it was a major problem. Uh, we had Antonio Cromartie, Leon Hall, and Charles Tillman on the outside. Uh, not a great situation. There's a good nickel corner out there still, nickel Roby Coleman. Mm. Roby Co? 
Robico. A lot of names there. I like that. Um, and then uh, I had Steve Weatherford last year at Puncher. I'm going to bring him back. Uh, that's a good choice. Great body. Um, man, I had Greg the leg last year, but he's not available this year. Downgraded. Um, okay. Now, head coach. Tom Coughlin was the head coach last year. He obviously caught on. Um, I I had uh, Mike Shanahan. Here's an idea. Let me know what you think. Mike Shanahan, now 65 years old. You have to be old as dirt to get this job. Mike Shanahan, now officially a senior um, citizen. Last year was the OC. I bump him up to head coach, and I install the recently retired Chan Gailey as my OC to run my wide, my three wide receiver offense. Uh, Shoot for the stars, you're saying. Yeah. I had Marty Schottenheimer as my DC. I don't think if it ain't broke, don't fix, right? Sandy, breaking news. <laughs> Marty Schottenheimer? No. Oh. One of your starting safeties, <sighs> TJ oh McDonald, gosh. has been suspended for the first eight games now of that's the 2017 why... season. Well, you're right here. You can cut him right now and make another move. You're going to have to. I'm going to make a, Yeah, I'm going to send a message to the rest of the team. Please do. Yeah. Wow. TJ McDonald, you, you gone. Strike three, you're out. It's not easy running a football team, Dan. No, you got to deal with all this stuff. Anyway, so Schottenheimer, I'm going to keep him. He's what an emotional uh, five minutes for <laughs> TJ. <laughs> Rob Ladarius Webb gets, gets cut by the Graybeards. Thought he had a second chance with the Graybeards. I think whoever's in charge of your due diligence might be on the ropes here. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark. No, I just handle them once they're on yeah. the team. Um, and Mike Westoff, of course, coming back to the special teams coach. Uh, so – just a, a quick rundown of the 2016 roster and see how that team came together. I had Ryan Fitzpatrick and Charlie Whitehurst, the QB. Arian Foster, LeGarrett Blunt back for a second year uh, at running back. John Kuhn at fullback. Wide receiver, Anquan Bolden, Percy Harvin, James Jones, and Andre Johnson. You could sign wow. James Jones again if you wanted to. Mm, I'm going to let him go. Tight end, Vernon Davis and Owen Daniels. And uh, blah, 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 blah. Alden Smith we signed last year. I mean, out there. more than half the na- players you just named are not even in the league anymore. Yeah, that's why they're the Graybeards. And it is uh, <laughs> it does tell a story about the NFL, how tough it is. If you are not a young guy that makes no money or an older guy that's a star, you fall into this purgatory that seems to be getting bigger and bigger. And maybe that's why I have more options this year. Um, so that's it. That's my roster. We're going to go Cutler, Kaepernick, and Fitzpatrick at quarterback. AP, Jamal Charles, and Gary Blunt at running back. Uh, no fullback. Anquan Bolden, Michael Floyd, Vincent Jackson, and Andrew Hawkins at wide receiver. Cumbie starting at tight end. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, on the line, we're going to have Jake Long, Jari Evans, Nick Mangold, uh, Chris Chester. Is that a, that's a real guy. That's good. Chris Chester in the Super Bowl. and uh, God Charles. And then on our defensive line, Mario Williams, Vince Wolferk, Hanky, Dwight, Freeney, Elvis enters the building, Sanderic Marks, uh, linebackers, DeAndre, defensive line. DeAndre Levy, Zach Brown, Roe McLean, and Dequell Jackson. Safeties, Roman Harper, Deshaun Goldson, Jairus Bird, TJ, sorry, buddy. Long snapper, to, to be determined. Dan Carpenter, place kicking, and our corners, Darrell Rivas, Alteron Burner. You want to make flowers, Sam Shields, and Roby Coleman. Head coach, Mike Shanahan. 
Offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey. Defensive coordinator, Marty Schottenheimer. Special teams, of course, Mike Westoff. You should play that waltz music while you're practicing. <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to have to bring the energy uh, to keep <laughs> these guys from getting too lethargic. A little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be the Graybeards. Uh, I'm excited about it. Thanks, guys. Perfect role for Mike Shanahan. Perfect cast grab to get back off the sidelines. Like, all kidding, all kidding aside, by the way, take the Jets out of the league and just put in this Graybeards roster. They're in the AFC East. How many wins? Assuming you can fill out the team with another 20, you know, people with special teams yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. You, do you have a draft? I think no. You, but you do have, like, undrafted free agents. You yes. Sign. You could keep signing undrafted free agents. Are you, You're number one on the waiver wire. Always. I think you can win two games. I was going to say over under two and a half. I'm looking for four to five. Is that asking? Every you? coach is optimistic. I'm thinking you go about 11 and five. <laughs> Make the playoffs and shut everyone up. <laughs> That would turn football on its uh, uh, on its head because these are all guys that nobody wants right now. Change the way the team building happens in the NFL. You can give the best ever nobody believed in you speech. It's true. Oh, man. I got so many glue guys. It's like an Elmer's <laughs> factory. I'm excited. <laughs> all right. That's it for today's show. Uh, thank you, of course, to Lil Debbie for coming by and, ex- and expressing her disappointment uh, in the Raiders' move to Vegas, but not giving, not handing in her Raiders card. She's got bigger things to deal with, too. Like, Mark, you know how you always say, like, every day, like, hey, man, hand in your man card. Like, you always <laughs> you know, say you that are, to us. This is the podcast where you unabashedly attribute quotes to me <laughs> that are not accurate at all. Coming from the guy who claimed <laughs> I said I'm going to drink a bunch of white Zinfandel. Well, he learned well from me. <laughs> hey, bro, you got fish? Hand in your man card. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she is not handing in a Raiders card, and I'm I'm happy to hear that. Uh, We'll be back on Friday with uh, another show. So thank you to everyone for listening, uh, and uh, let's let's go. Let's leave. That's it. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm for the Mailman. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you. I need that first baseman's glove. Oh, I got it. Spurs Warriors tonight. For the boss. And last in behind the glass. Till Friday. French champagne. <laughs> they have to do it like a hundred times over. Like, cut, cut, cut. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. 
This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.